Welcome to Run Your Mouth. I'm your host, David Melly. This week's guest is Craig Engels, the 2019 national champion in the 1500 and fourth place finisher at this year's Olympic trials. Craig is a professional runner for Nike and a big presence in the sport who's built quite the cult fan base with his refreshing, unfiltered perspective. He recently moved from Portland, Oregon back to Oxford, Mississippi to finish his degree, and he came on the pod for a very special 69th episode. We covered a good bit of running, including his return to Ole Miss, his future training plans, and what he thinks about the state of the sport. We also covered a wide range of other topics, including why he won't buy AirPods, how he's using his minor in theater, and why he applied to be on The Bachelor. This was a delightful episode with a delightful guest, and definitely one of the weirder, more tangent-filled conversations we've ever had on the podcast. I hope you enjoy. Don't forget to subscribe follow, do all the things that you do. Leave us a rating or a review if you like the podcast. And until next time, this has been Run Your Mouth. Welcome to Run Your Mouth, Long Run Talk for Long Talking Runners. Uh, I'm here with a, a long-awaited episode, one I, I've been meaning to have for a while, but we saved it uh, for the very special 69th episode of the podcast with my guest, uh, the one, the only, Craig Engels. How's it going, bud? What's up, brother? Thanks for having me on. May not All be right. recognizable, but... Yeah, so. well, it's, you know, it's not going to be video, but yeah, let's talk about that for starters. You've got... Oh, let's no see, video. No video. Oh, I can take uh, my shirt off. You can get fully naked, and the only way that people will know is, uh, <laughs> <I'll> by, <leave. laughs> yeah, that's the that's the only fans version of the pod. That's like uh, that's coming up next. <laughs> and I, honestly, not a bad business model. <laughs> okay, this is actually not where I want to start, but let's start with it. Like, would you ever make an OnlyFans? Like, is that something you've considered? Like, I think the athlete market people really is is an untapped market. You see, I'm not quite sure if I, you know, have the full gist of what's going on on OnlyFans. <laughs> it's just feet pics, you know. I could be down. There's a market for everything, you know. I'm sure you could I'm sure anything that you put up, you'll find somebody to to be into. <laughs> um but yeah the the hair short and the stash is gone yeah. well, when did is this uh is this like a hot girl fall like what's the what was the motivation for the the new look um sometimes you just gotta surprise the people and also women don't really like the mullet shockingly really i it's crazy <laughs> how do women feel about the stash because i i I feel like it goes both ways because I'm not a big mustache guy, to be honest. Um, the womb broom? No, yeah, it's not my not my kind of thing, but but there are many, many gays that are into it. So <laughs> I assume it's the same with women. Uh, yeah, mustache doesn't mustache doesn't help me out too much with the ladies either. <laughs> and that your celebrity, uh, you know, you, you're too recognizable now. You can just fly under the radar. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm truly like only recognizable at high school track meets, so nothing really changed in my life when I cut off my hair. <laughs> yeah, do you was part of this like uh, I'm a coach now? I gotta like look presentable. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> uh, none of that. Absolutely no. <laughs> I I just wanted to cut my hair. That's fair. Um, speaking of, how are the boys looking for regionals this weekend? What's what's the vibe? We got high hopes. Yeah. Um, luckily like Ole Miss isn't in like the craziest region ever, like some of those mountain teams, but, um, it's still a tough region. They got Florida state and Alabama to contest with. And, uh, but they're, they're looking really good. I mean, they're, they should do really well there. Did you, you ran NCAA like cross, right? Four times. <laughs> Or I guess, no, sorry, four 10Ks. Four 10Ks. <laughs> Regionals and nationals twice, yeah. How did that go for you? Um, so my junior year, I'm pretty sure we were ranked fourth going into the season, preseason. We got 30th. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, we all ran so bad. It was insane. Um, but then the next year we were ranked 30th and got fourth. Uh, so 
I don't know if there's a curse there, but we, um, we definitely did some different stuff my senior year. Is this, so is this coaching thing? Like, is this what you, you want to do long-term? What, what's the, where did the, a, I guess the reason for, for joining back up with Ole Miss, but also in, in terms of looking, you know, beyond the horizon, is that something you think you want to do as a career? Yeah. So I, I don't know if like, I didn't really, I don't know how, you know, I'm a coach. I, I didn't really post too much about it, but I maybe did. I don't know. But, um, I wanted, I'm coming back down to Ole Miss to finish my degree and I just had one semester left, but in order to train with a team, I had to be a coach or a volunteer assistant. So I wanted help with recruiting and everything, but um, I have no aspirations of being a coach. I don't think it, it's been a great time. And um, I love hanging out with the boys, but Van Hoy is very um, independent and he doesn't really need much help. So I haven't really gotten to experience coaching that much actually. Um, whereas more, I've just been training with the guys. How's that been going? I'm, I'm the fittest I've ever been, but I'm also, I weigh 10 pounds more than I ever have in my life. I don't know how the correlation's working. So maybe, um, <laughs> maybe <laughs> this is the new me, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much the fittest I've ever been. Well, that's exciting. Are you, are you like racing soon? Or are you just like building up before indoor track, whatever? Um, yeah, I was going to do that 5k in New York, but I ended up getting a little planner thing right before it. So I pulled out, but, um, this, I think this winter in December, I was, I'm going to race the, I was supposed to race this race in Hawaii. It's a, it's a road mile, but they canceled it. Um, so I'm just doing like a meter or two in Arkansas or Spokane until like they should give you a free trip to Hawaii. Anyways, that's not fair. Dude, it sucks. My whole family, like booked a vacation around it and we only do like one every couple years so i'm still going to hawaii but now i have to pay for it <laughs> well the, the, you know silver linings you still get to go to hawaii that's not bad yeah that's true that's true no complaints word well speaking of being a little overweight uh and uh beer i the first thing i wanted I don't to put know you if on anyone board, mentioned beer <laughs> well i'm drinking beer right now that's you <laughs> the first thing i got to put you on blast for is that uh when we the first time we attempted to do this podcast, I asked you what beer you drank, and you you apparently are some sort of light beer purist and refuse to pay money for anything. What I think you said like anything over like seven dollars for a beer is ridiculous. I mean that is insane. Seven dollars for a beer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you want to see my fridge? It's literally natural light, bush light, and truly. <laughs> Actually, we got hams in there too. Oh God! <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm not a I'm not a beer snob at all. <laughs> I, I think that's safe to say. You just don't like it, or you just it's just not. Uh, is it a cost thing or a taste thing? Uh, cost thing for sure. Uh, yeah, I would mean since I started drinking, I've been broke. Now I have a little bit of extra money, and I'm not going to start spending it on fancy beer. You gotta stay stay true to your roots. What's the what's the thing you have the fanciest taste in? Like if you're if you're like there's something you actually will spend money on, what is it? <laughs> Dude, literally nothing. <laughs> I can't even tell you the last time like I willfully spent money on something. I get <laughs> maybe yeah, I don't even like I don't even book nice flights. I don't I don't know, man. I, I just still live that broke lifestyle. Maybe you need to learn to, this is like a, a self-care intervention. You got to treat yourself uh, a little uh, more. Uh, I'm anti-consumerist, but I, I, like, I wanted to buy AirPods so bad because they fit in my ears when I run, but I just couldn't. Bring yourself to do it? Couldn't do it. <laughs> All right. Somebody, one of the listeners, send Craig a pair of AirPods. <laughs> somebody will do it. That's why you got to start the OnlyFans. You need that spending money. <laughs> yeah i don't know man i just don't spend money on myself this is uh right what's the what was the last non-necessity that you spent over 100 bucks on um probably an rv okay i mean i buy a lot of flights like i do i do a lot of that, yeah no that's yeah that's that doesn't count like something just in purely indulgent i bought a roomba okay yeah, yeah, there you go. I um, 
my my roommate has a dog, so and he doesn't really sweep too often. So I bought a room. <laughs> that's that's a little more practical, but that's fair. Uh, that's the I do feel like if the the answer to that question, it seems like is RVs, is campers, is your that's, <laughs> yeah. that's your treat yourself. It, it was one hundred dollars, just so you know, the Roomba. <laughs> the Roomba was. <laughs> yeah, I got a discount one on Amazon. I thought you were gonna say the RV was a hundred dollars. I was like, what piece of shit, like. <laughs> what's the what's the biggest roi you've gotten on on an rv that's a real question um with that sprinter van i pretty much doubled my money but we actually we used to um in college to pay to pay for college we would we would buy real shitty boats in mississippi um put like a few hours of work into them and then flip them and we probably tripled our money on some of those really yeah that's nuts. What do you like? How, what do you do in a few hours that triples your money? Clean it up for sure. Um, you know, fix up some of the upholstery. We, we learned how to, um, you know, redo seats, which is pretty cool. Um, and then we, we'd try and work on the motor until we got it started and then we'd list it up for sale. Wow. That's, that is, yeah, you're much handier than I am. That's like, uh, that that's, much blue, collar, that's blue collar track club, kind of like Tin Man yeah that's the that's that's, that's real blue collar who's a member of blue collar track club uh a lot of guys that don't run anymore well they got all the time in their hands to fix up boats. that's uh... (laughs) the a lot of of guys that were better at partying than than running (laughs) yeah that's well you've been so you know this isn't like a news podcast but you've been threatening to retire all fall now yeah. you're the fittest you've ever been. What changed? Dude, I don't know. Come, uh, if I had stayed in Portland, I would be done. Uh, I just had, I had no training partners or anything. And that was like the funnest part of running for me was the training partners. So being back down here in Mississippi has made me realize that. And I've been communicating that with Pete and potential other sponsors. So um, in order for me to like, if I'm going to continue running, I got to be part of a group mm-hmm. where would I you train want- <laughs> would you want to be part of like a like a pro group or would you be fine just with the the setup you have for sort of a, a longer period um either one i i don't really care what happens i just want to be a part of like a little culture so if i stay in portland and um i need people to train with if i you know move to brooks in seattle or join on or puma those guys all have groups and people to train with. So um, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm, I'm my own agent right now. So I do have a little bit of an idea, but. <laughs> You're your own agent. Yeah. Yeah. Is that stressful? Good. Not no, positive. Awesome. I, I love like my favorite thing is like communicating with people. So the agent kind of cut that out of getting to know meet directors and um, coaches, marketing people of companies. And like, if you get to know these people and they still don't sign you a contract, maybe one day down the road, you'll be working for them and you'll have that relationship. Whereas an mm-hmm. agent takes your money and <laughs> you're probably going to get the same deal you were going to get anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. It's so interesting. Like, I, I, I think, the, the, you know, this isn't the, the serious world, but like, I think a lot of people, you know, I really felt that coming out of college is like, you know, we had such a like, you know, for the boys culture on like our team in college and like everything was so team oriented. And then you go, you know, out into the real world and you're like, well, it's dark out and I'm alone. And (laughs) I just worked an eight hour day. And like the last thing I want to do right now is like run 12 miles, you know? And like, and it that, that's some real blue collar stuff, brother. I'm not working eight hour days. <laughs> yeah, but you're still, but it's still the same thing though, is I think like that the social aspect of having a team is, that's something that like, I think you take so much for granted in, in high school and college. Cause that's like all you've ever known with running. And then like you get out of college and it's this whole wild west of like, you know, soloing it. And, and I do think that that can like, that can like take you by surprise a little bit. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's definitely, I mean, this sports, this sports only fun when you're with people. Like if you, if you just, I mean, I, there are some people out there that, that just train alone. They don't race, you know, they're just doing it for fitness, but I have a lot more fun in this sport when there's people. 
Yeah, that I can I can imagine that. Um, I don't. <laughs> Uh, do you, I, I don't want to talk about this very much, but, uh, I have, I know I'm going to get a fucking shit if I don't ask about it. Uh, you're, you're training with Everett down there and, uh, showing up in West Fly videos. Is that, is the YouTube career in your future? Uh, dude, I don't think so. I just, um, there's like a, there's like a little bit of an ego thing where you can, where you can have a camera in your own face that I don't know if I have. <laughs> Uh, like I'm, I'm fine in front of a camera when there's interviewers and stuff, but holding the camera in front of your own face, there's just this such unnatural thing about it. Um, but my, my roommate's girlfriend did think of like a funny, I I have such a tough time saying no. Mm -hmm. And she said, I should make a YouTube channel. that just can't say no, Craig, (laughs) where I literally do whatever people, I mean, like to an extent I do. People suggest things and you do it. (laughs) Yeah. Which would be fun. Um, but like I'd, I'd definitely be selective on what people were telling me. Yeah, I was going to say, you might get in a little trouble for that one. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, I don't, again, I don't really want to dwell on this, but like, it, uh, how do you feel about the the alphas only, that whole thing? <laughs> Dude, they're good guys. They just, uh, I mean, it's purely entertainment. They know what they're, they know exactly what they're doing. Do you have you had the conversation with Everett of like, yo, like Sam's my boy. Like we, you know, we went to college together. Like, what are you doing coming after him like that? Uh, I guess I haven't like directly asked him, but I mean it's all entertainment. And I'm not sure if Sam's in on it or not. I've never asked that, but <laughs> I think like uh I don't know. If he, if if Sam ever like came to me and was like, hey man, this is actually bothering me, then I'd say something. But for now, it's just entertainment. I mean. You, you just got to put it into perspective. I think Westfly has like 3000 followers. No, like that's in the grand scheme of things. No one's actually paying attention. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's, I mean, I, that's like the crazy thing. Like there is, we have such a skewed sense of scale in terms yeah, of in the running world. <laughs> yeah. Like, and it's funny when you, when you step like that foot outside of the, like Molly is a great example where it's like, if Molly saddle, like ever, like, like post something or whatever it's like because of everything she's done in the last year it's just on another level and i don't think people in the sport realize that like the difference between like 3000 followers and like 300,000 followers is like a pretty significant difference <laughs> yeah <laughs> that, and whenever i do whenever i have a bad podcast which is not too often, but it's definitely happened. I'm like, I just, I'm like, no, everyone's going to be so like, everyone's going to hear about this. And Everyone. Like, oh, wait, <laughs> like maybe 500 people isn't. <laughs> What's a bad podcast? What, like, what do you, what do you feel like is a bad, is good versus bad about your podcasting performance? Well, I've never, I've never actually said anything. Like I've never said anything too bad. I don't think, but there's definitely people that uh, are real awkward. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, that's... I said yes to every podcast. I've I've done a podcast before where I went back after they shared it, and they had like six followers. I'm like, Jesus, I didn't even know. <laughs> Can't say no, Craig. That's the. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing it maybe got two listens, and one of them was my mom because she somehow finds every single podcast, and I know she's gonna listen to this one. <laughs> Oh God, that's, well, moms love me. So that, you don't got to worry about that. Um, <laughs> hey, Craig's mom. What's your mom's name? Don, Don English. She's a legend. Don. Hey, Don, how's it going? Um, <laughs> I apologize for some of the subjects we'll get into in advance. I'm sure, uh, you know, it'll be annoying, but. Yeah, she says uh, this is how she finds out what I'm up to by listening to the podcast. <laughs> my, um, see, my parents are the, op- like, my parents are very supportive, but they're also like very disengaged from like the running world. And like literally our most <laughs> literally one time my dad was like, yeah, I listened to one of your podcasts. I didn't get it. <laughs> I was like, that's fine. <laughs> like you don't have to get it. Like that's, you know, do your, I, I would prefer you not listen to it to be honest. So <laughs> that, that's uh, that is absolutely fine with me. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I think the interesting thing for me is like, I was thinking, because I'm like, obviously, you can't say no, Craig, you, you've done your media time, you've, uh, you, uh, you've done your, uh, you have the brand is strong, but 
I guess the thing that's most that I most wanted to ask you was like, do you are you conscious of like being Craig Engel's TM? <laughs> like <laughs> the fact that there's such a, you know, you have this kind of for lack of a better term, like brand um that people know and respond to and you know generally like do you ever feel like it's like annoying or tiring to just like be that version of Craig or is that something that comes very naturally to you um I guess I was kind of thinking about this the other day where it is it is bizarre like I hate people idolizing other people um and and there's part of me that I I wish I could just delete social media completely and just meet people in person. But the brand or whatever you're saying in quotations that I've built for myself is literally myself. <laughs> like I've never faked anything. I've never, you know, it's just, it's like who, who I am. And like, I, I don't know, like, I feel like I, this is, it's a really weird question because social media is such a new thing, but I am myself and I've never tried to be anything I'm not. So the, the brand you're talking about that I've built is, is easy to maintain because it's me <laughs> well that's i mean i think that's what people respond to you know it's like i think uh you can't fake authenticity um by you know the nature of what it is and like we all kind of know there's there's people who very consciously try to do things and like uh, we react poorly to like the try hard feeling of like you know everything is a performance and and being authentic is is sort of much more resonant with people yeah but at, at the same time I just imagine that sometimes it's like you know so, uh, sometimes it's just got to be tiring to like you know go to uh, or maybe it's not but like to you know to go to a meeting and have people ask for photos or to have kind of like have to always maintain kind of your you know image I guess you know <laughs> uh, yeah I, I mean I would say no I love it like I love interacting with people more than anything but um like if honestly though if it were up to me my social media would be like way more photos of me and my friends doing dumb stuff and memes so but i do when i post i'm like all right would my like friends that i've known my whole life think this is out of the ordinary uh and like i never I'm, like i don't think about posting too often i i maybe post once every month but um yeah there's people out there that try really hard and you know, I haven't seen too much of a benefit from social media, it, like on any aspect of my life. Um, so yeah, there's a, a, it's a weird, it's a weird world right now. <laughs> that's, that's a good way to put it. It is a weird world. Um, yeah, the, <laughs> it is, I, it's so, it, I wrestle with it so much, right. Where it's like, how much of it is like, I just want to run fast with my friends and how much of it is like, you know, the capital S sport, like is something that is worth building and investing in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, did, so I, the one thing, uh, this is to pivot away from just the, the serious shit. Um, the one thing I didn't want to ask you, I saw a bunch of people dressed up as you for Halloween. Uh, what did you dress up as for Halloween? <laughs> uh, sadly, we didn't dress up as anything. We, we were in Lincoln, Nebraska. Me, uh, my friends and I were at a Purdue, Nebraska game. Okay. And uh, why Purdue, Nebraska? Dude, I am not hundred percent sure, but Tate, one of my good friends in Portland, went yeah, to I know Tate. Yeah, Tate. <laughs> and uh, another buddy, Ryan Cox, is from Omaha, so. They came down and visited Ole Miss, and we had the time of our lives. There's there's ten of them, ten Portland. I, I heard. I texted Tate and was like, "Should I ask Craig anything in particular?" And he suggested a couple of things that I might ask you off the air. <laughs> but I heard it was a good weekend. <laughs> yeah, there's pretty much anything you can imagine from from arrests to whatever else you want to imagine. But uh, so they road tripped back up to Omaha and I went and met him in Omaha and we, we went to that game. So it was like a really good boys trip, you know, 10 days thing. Um, but yeah, we didn't do anything for Halloween. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Have you ever been arrested? 
Um, I haven't been in jail. <laughs> That's a diplomatic answer. <laughs> Actually, it was crazy. It was it was in Eugene after I I shouldn't say after USA's. We can cut this out if you want. <laughs> no, no, you can keep it in. I don't care. Um, yeah, it was after it was after USA's. I got in some big trouble at Taylor's. <laughs> oh wow, rip, pour one out. <laughs> yeah this this do you, do you know drew piazza mm-hmm. so he came on the pod recently and told an excellent getting arrested in high school story so now now that's like i'm putting that in the rotation of like podcast questions it's like <laughs> have you ever been arrested because i've it, never it, heard i've never heard that story from him i wonder what he did oh uh, <laughs> he was just like in maine right he's from maine or he's from new hampshire he was hampshire. camping illegally um uh, yeah of course what else is there to do illegal in, in new hampshire yeah um but yeah no it's uh that that's a good what is uh i guess probably speaking of what is the weirdest place you've ever spent a night in your van like what i assume you have parked it in random ass walmart parking lots or whatever but what's the strangest place you've overnighted there I'm not a big fan of Walmart just because of how sketchy it is. But okay. <laughs> I parked, I, I was so tired one night that I just parked in like a random dirt, like random like dirt offshoot on the road and woke up to, woke up at like 6 a.m. to someone banging on the side of it. And apparently it was their driveway and they were trying to leave for work. <laughs> Where was, I was like, this? I, I, I was sleeping naked and I was so embarrassed that like I climbed down from above in bed and he just got in and drove away. I didn't, didn't talk to him. <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> that was in rural, rural, rural Oregon. Rural Oregon. Well, that's probably not the weirdest thing that they saw uh, in, in rural Oregon. That doesn't surprise me at all. So, uh, oh, wait, speaking of things I am able to ask about, you're getting you a theater. Literally anything. I don't, there's, I, there's nothing that's off limits. <laughs> uh, I was going to ask who got arrested, but I'm, I've, you know, let's not throw anybody else under the bus. Yeah, that would, um, I won't. <laughs> yeah. Well, you did ask, well, on the Beer Mile podcast, somebody asked you how big it was. And I was like, you know, that might be an off the air question, but. <laughs> I'm, I'm working with what I got. <laughs> I'm making the best of every day. (laughs) Yeah. No, the one thing Tate did suggest, you're getting a theater minor? Oh, I have a theater minor. You have a theater minor? Mm Mm-hmm. Are you a, have have you done theater? Um, yeah. (laughs) I theater for the screen. I'm, I have, truly, I think I have early onset dementia. And if I try and memorize a script, I'll forget it after six minutes. So um, I can memorize one scene at a time, and I'm I, I like acting for the scene, for the screen. Interesting. So you so you've acted in like like film productions. Um, no, I mean in my classes we did a bunch of monologues and um, dialogues, but since um, since I've gone pro and moved to Oregon, I haven't done anything with theater. Is that something you wanna you wanna pursue long term or? I mean, yeah, but it's so hard to get it into the theater industry. I, I don't like I, I got I actually got approached by a show a couple of weeks ago and um, they wanted to like give me full like reign on whatever show I wanted to do. I actually posted on Instagram about it, but we couldn't think of anything good enough to pitch to um, the, the like Netflix producers. So, Netflix approached you about a show? No, it was a guy who pitches the shows to Netflix. Okay. So it was going to be a, was it going to be a reality show or like a, you were it was whatever we wanted, which was like too broad. Like if Netflix had said, okay, we want this, you know, but we were trying, we, we pitched like, you know, 10 ideas. Who's, who's we, um, I actually forget their name, which I feel bad. Hopefully they're not listening, but it was, it was a guy who would run for UVA and then a, a stand-up comedian that has a couple specials on Netflix, I think. But, um, we try to think of a few ideas, but Netflix is like, it's just so hard to, to actually make a show and, and like have people spend money on making a show. Um, but I, you know, I like, I pitched a couple things. I, I, they just, I think like it's a weird world now where they want already famous people on shows. And um, 
as you know, like I'm, I'm known in the track and field world, but I'm not known outside of it. So would you, so would the idea be that it would be some sort of reality show type thing about your life or that you would pitch like? Whatever we wanted. We, we pitched a few things. One of them was that we would, um, I would just travel around in, in the RV and go to, go to like, it, it's kind of like what Billy the Toad did when they were telling mm-hmm. me like, this is the idea they're going to pitch. I'm like, dang, that's literally what my buddy did. Um, where you just drive around and like have different days. Like I, I drive to Florida and hang out with, um, he said famous people that I knew, which I knew like two, like <laughs> hang out with Antonio Brown and like, you know, make a show out of it and then hang out with like Theo Vaughn or young gravy, all, all, you know, all these people and just do a day in the life with them. But I'm like, that was their idea. I was like, I don't know if that'll work. Um, my idea was that we we have like a rivalry. Show. It's, it's a television show where it follows a rivalry. Like say Sydney McLaughlin and um, Delilah. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is purely like a running one. So they could do it for all sports. But they follow those two up until the world championships in, in Eugene. Um, and then they follow like Christian Coleman and Noah Lyles. Um, and then I was me and Centro, you know, they, they like, let me choose who I wanted. And, um, uh, it would be kind of like a reality television show, but then, but they were like, those other people, like they aren't, I'm not saying I'm interesting, but they were like, those people don't do anything. Like Centro sits there and plays video games. Like what, that's, what? <laughs> that's always the struggle with running is like, I think like, this is my like soapbox. I'll always die on. It's like, I think there are people in the sport who are interesting, but they're not but what they're not good at is storytelling, which mm-hmm. is like why you need the creative storyteller people to come in and like make those people interesting to an audience, you know? Yeah, um, that's true. But yeah, it is funny. Like that's, I mean, this goes back to like the Westfire thing where it's like, at the end of the day, like pro wrestling is like all about like rivalries and narratives and like it's pure did you, do you ever watch pro wrestling <laughs> i mean i have yeah yeah i i like i don't but i've like weirdly like wet read like wikipedia articles about it and like what they understand is that because this like the sport part of it like the competition part of it isn't real but what they understand is that the only thing that matters is the narrative like and so they create these like storylines, these rivalries, this performative thing that like people care about because it's like theater at the end of the day, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it is funny. Like, I mean, I don't, the, the question in them becomes like, well, do you want track and field to be pro wrestling? No. And, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I think in a way, that's why I would argue like, that's what like, ever doesn't get is that like crack and field can't be pro wrestling but like um yeah i mean i I think that that like rivalries that like that's an interesting narrative and i think i also think that a big problem that we have is like people are so guard like people want to be so professional that like they're very guarded about like the stuff that like they will talk about Mm -hmm. whereas like we all know we all know people in the track and field world who like genuinely hate each other, but like we can't talk about it publicly because like they won't talk about it publicly. <laughs> and like, I think that like a little more of that, like the, as long as it's authentic would be good for the sport. Um, but like, I mean, that's always, that's always the thing is like getting people to actually talk about it. Yeah. I mean, I do, I like, I don't know if you and ever have a rivalry, but I do respect that they are attempting that, that Avenue. Because, no, I more meant like him with like 10 men. Like, uh, like we don't raise. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, if, as long as 10 men actually not like sad about it, it's yeah. a good, I mean, it's good to test that, that Avenue. I mean, it's not working like as well as Westfly would have hoped I'm sure, but <laughs> it's still, like it's engaging people with the sports that probably wouldn't have cared before. So um, and this is this is where I come back to like don't manufacture the, the don't do the pro wrestling the manufacturing the rivalries out of nowhere take the the Lyles Coleman the rivalry that actually exists and make that interesting you know like that's kind of where I feel like the success is yeah yeah but it's good it's cool that it's it's funny that Westfly's testing the other the pro wrestling yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, do you, I was gonna say 
the 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 thing that has come up recently uh would you ever go would you ever want to go on like the bachelor and be like that level of reality show big brother anything like that (laughs) i would hate it but i actually applied last night to be on the bachelor no joke i applied last night i think it would be so funny to go on there and just make fun of them and i don't know if the show like i'm certain the show would hate it yeah. But it would be so funny to go on there and just, you know, give give all the other guys such a hard time. It's yeah, I this is like a big point of contention between me and Chris Chavez because he loves that shit. And I think The Bachelor is like the worst thing to happen to American culture oh, in yeah. the last 50 years. I, like, I agree with you. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's the thing is like the the shows like that would never like that like because artifice is such like so ingrained in the show it's like pointing out how stupid everything is is like it just runs counter to like what they're trying to do that being said i don't think a lot of people understand that it's fake i'd say 80 percent of the girls that watch it think that it's real yeah it would be (laughs) yeah it's very it would actually be interesting to make you the bachelor as somebody who like doesn't want to participate like, yeah. <laughs> i think that could be an interesting concept where it's like you do not want any part of it but all of the girls like don't know that <laughs> that would be i support that as a as a model for uh for overall uh that's that's the reality show pitch right there is that you're a bachelor who does not want to be there <laughs> <laughs> dude i like that so, so yeah. the, the, the reason I applied to The Bachelor is actually, um, do you know who Sydney Seagal is? Oh my God, don't even get me fucking started. <laughs> she's awesome. <laughs> she's awesome. This is another, this is one of those, she's one of those Westlife people where I'm like, I, I know that it's performative, but at a certain point, does your performance just become who you are? I'm not sure if it's perform. I'm not sure if it's performing <laughs> because it's been since a very young age, but I'm a big fan and she was on survivor and so I would love to be on survivor. So I, I, I messaged her asking and she just said she applied to like, I forgot what she said she applied to, but um, I think she applied to another show and they're like, Hey, how about you go, go on survivor on- instead? Yeah. So is that why you applied to the bachelor hoping to get on survivor? Yeah. To get, to, well, my dream would be on, to be on Jersey Shore. <laughs> I love those guys. <laughs> you watch these shows? Like I've actually them. never watched. I've never watched a television show through except for Jersey Shore. Really? Never watched Breaking Bad or any of those, but I loved Jersey Shore. That's fascinating. I, I've never watched, like, I'm pretty anti-reality in general. But I did like one time I was really hungover and me and my friend watched like five episodes in a row of Love Island, which is just like British Jersey Shore. Yeah. Like <laughs> that show is, I don't know what they, what like they figured out to perfect the art of like the terrible reality show, but that show is amazing. Yeah. Imagine the pitch. They're like, all right, we're going to put like 20 pretty good looking people, but a lot of plastic surgery in the <laughs> house. <laughs> And see what happens. <laughs> that and like this is this is gonna show how fucking old I am. But uh, I remember in high school we used no, not I'm not that old. But me and my friends would watch Flavor of Love with Flavor oh, yeah. Flav. <laughs> that show was insane, like truly <laughs> deranged. Like yeah, <laughs> and that I always say like uh, like you know like like Tiffany Pollard who's like New York on Flavor of Love like. She's in so many gifs, but like no one knows like who she is or what she's from. But like if you saw like a reaction gif of her, you would like instantly like recognize her. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure who she is. Yeah, uh, look her. We'll look her up after. But uh, she, yeah, definitely um, weirdly addicting. As terrible as it is. So are you just not a TV guy in general, or you just bad at commitment? <laughs> damn really getting down to it now one yes i'm bad commitment <laughs> okay well we can get into relationships soon <laughs> but um uh, honestly like i just see tv and video games as such a waste of time i support you on video games i, I i'm not quite with you on tv if i if the tv's on if i'm watching tv i'm watching educational stuff on youtube interesting do you like, fil- like film, movies? Yeah, movies are good. 
What was the best movie you saw this year? This year? Um, I actually haven't even watched many movies this year, but I watched Prisoners the other night. That one was really good. One of my, one of my favorite movies ever is Into the Wild. Another one's Blow mm-hmm. with Johnny Depp. You, the, the, it's that Jack London vibe you got going yeah, on. Like yeah, yeah. Hop in the hop in the RV and just keep driving and then <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I yeah, I I binge watch I like comedy. I'm very I like a lot of comedy. So like generally speaking, like good good TV shows. I'll, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll get on board for that. Do you think <sighs> do you think those shows make you a funnier person? Or do you just do you end up just quoting the shows and only people who have watched it laugh? <laughs> uh, I'm, I try not to be that person. No, um, I like to think I'm a, a relatively funny person. Uh, I I like the I like the like art of stand up. Like I think like that's very interesting. Is like the fact that like like people just think of like stand up comedy like in particular is like oh it's just like oh people who are funny but it's like there's so much more like writing and like craft that goes into it that i think is very interesting yeah dude we were we were thinking of a stand up bit today okay. about like if a, if a person from today met someone who like fought in the civil war or like the revolutionary war and we're like hey uh hey idiots <laughs> why didn't you just fly your drone down there <laughs> <laughs> but there's like so many different things you could like as if a stand up an actual funny person rather than me yeah oh my gosh dude <laughs> uh before we uh before we get to the the wrap-up questions i i have to ask well actually i got th- i got three for you one uh we always ask i feel like the beer mile guys covered the beer mile but one of the things we ask guests a lot is like if you were to create a gimmick mile so like blue jeans mile, beer mile, chalk and milk mile. What would your what would the Craig Engels gimmick mile be? Um, definitely the blue jeans mile. I mean that one's high on my list. But I I also um I'm I'm pretty good at juggling. <laughs> okay, juggling mile. That's that's a thing. There's a my buddy Zach Prescott has the world record in the juggling mile. It's like four thirty three or something. Damn, not bad. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, yeah. you could probably take it down. You got better mile PR than him, but he's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. That's that's a good one. Have you ever tried to like run and juggle at the same time? Mm-hmm. Uh, how like have you ever tried to do it for like time or whatever? No, I'm just overly confident in my juggling just, ability. I believe I believe in you. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's fair. Um, all right. The oh, what was the other one I was gonna ask about? Oh, so I was a big fan of your uh, specifically, uh, what was it, Harry's Razors, the ad you did with them. Um, I, I felt that that was one of the better ad reads. That, and maybe this is the theater minor coming, to, coming into play. You've got the formal training for it. Um, but if you could have a sponsor, any sponsor, what would your dream sponsor be? Probably Krispy Kreme. Okay. Love donuts. Also, Bojangles is really good. Have uh, you ever done this? 612, 1824? I knew. I literally knew this was coming up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I bet I could do it in 12 hours. My PR is 1159. Is it really? Uh, so I've only done it once, so it's not a PR as much. So our school record is 10 hours and 39 minutes, and I was going for that, and I missed it by like an hour. But Dang. All right. Well, maybe now my goal is sub 10 hours. Yeah, it was before I really did like high mileage too. So it's like the classic thing where I'm like, I could, I'm like, oh, I could probably go back and do it and like try and beat it. But like, I don't, I don't know if I want to necessarily do that day again. Like kind of, it was more of a bucket list. Like, all right, I've done it versus like something I want to regularly attempt. (laughs) The donuts are the worst part by far. Like I like junk food. Like I'm a big, like I eat a lot of candy and sugar and stuff, but like, 4,500 calories of just donut is like pretty gross. Is this the podcast portion that your dad didn't understand? Hopefully, uh, hopefully nobody is listening at this point that uh, would care. <laughs> Part of me is actually thinking I could do it in five hours. I was just doing math while you were talking. We were, we've thought about this as like, what's physically the fastest someone could do it. I think it, it's tough. Like, 
things just start, like it just takes a certain amount of time to do like you need a support crew yeah no i just think it just adds up it's like even like for example it's like 24 like let's say you do 12 beers like even if you're having a beer every five minutes that's still an hour and that's like a very aggressive like I'll be aggressive. 12 beers yeah like i'm thinking i'm thinking i go out for a 24 mile run okay well so at first I, I wake that's up two hours right there i wake up <laughs> and then i go for a 24 mile run but on a run they're handing me beer i mean sorry they're handing me donuts every mile and a half and a beer every okay. two miles so how long do you think in total that's happening uh, three but, hours but i obviously take six breaks on that long run okay so you're doing it all in one effort it's all in one <laughs> what are you just going in the that's where the rv comes in you just, just pull up the rv <laughs> <laughs> oh man see this would be the reality show that people would watch but i don't know if netflix would get on board with it. <laughs> yeah, i'm not sure <laughs> oh man all right uh, <laughs> uh we've gotten completely derailed but that's the that's a sign of a good podcast if you ask me um <laughs> Uh, we wrap it up with the same three questions that uh, we ask every guest. Um, so your first one is going to be your Instagram crush. Doesn't have to be a real like crush crush. Oh, wait, hold on. Before we get to that, we brought up relationships. Are you, uh, we don't have to get totally into it, but are you a data runners guy or a never data runners guy? Uh, <laughs> I guess I've really only ever data runners, so... <laughs> historically that's the yeah <laughs> that's uh they're pros and well i mean my boyfriend's an ultra runner so i can't say shit but <laughs> that's the most runner you can date <laughs> i can't i can't imagine a non-runner girl being into me because other, other i'm just a crazy dude with a mullet and a mustache <laughs> but you know, to a girl who runs they're like oh he's a runner with a crazy mullet <laughs> yeah the speed goggles helping you out <laughs> yeah <laughs> All right. But yeah, Instagram crush doesn't have to be a crush. Like you can also just be like a dog account that you're like super into or whatever. Dude, probably Eric Jenkins. He's a good one. He's so hot. He's pretty hot. Uh, I more meant his, uh, you know, content is good, but. Um, no, he's so hot. It's crazy. <laughs> now, this is just a wingman effect right here. This is the. <laughs> I should I should have Eric on the pod. That He'd be a great guest. He, dude, um, he infinitely funnier than anyone i've ever met i would want to have him in person probably but uh yeah, yeah. no because he's a he's a north he's a new england boy like me like he's northeastern roots and everything very that's, similar yeah that's the 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 battle days he has a good um he, uh people will sometimes like find his old tweets from back in the day and he had some he had some fire content before really? uh before nike got to him <laughs> That's why I actually fully deleted my Twitter just in case someone went back through my Twitter. I, I just simply, actually, we didn't even get to this. Um, I didn't like you when I first found out about you. <laughs> um, and, and, and now you do after. <laughs> I, oh, I adore you. But no, it was literally, I, I distinctly remember um, when you guys won the DMR at like uh, A's. Like you guys like did that video after and you all had your like fucking mustaches and shit. And I, I literally remember like going to someone and being like, this is what happens when you don't have any gay guys on your team in college. It's like, this is the shit that happens. No, no, no. We had some gay guys. They were just very closeted. Wow. That's a whole other can of worms, but oh man. Uh, all right. Well, Eric Jenkins is a great Twitter, uh, Instagram crush. That's a, uh, that's a, uh, I fully endorse that. The next one is your go-to karaoke song. Someone hands you the mic. It's your time to shine. What are you singing? I think I'm going to sing um, Pictures by Kid Rock, but I, needed, I need Eric Jenkins there. Sorry. I need him as my duet. As your duet? He needs to be Sheryl Crow. <laughs> but also, for some reason, every time I've been drunk at um, Coogan's, which, rest in peace, um, I would sing Nickelback. Oh, that's a, yeah, that's a classic. You can't go wrong there. I'm not quite sure why. It's fun to do the Chad Kroger voice of like just the raspy, like through standing in line, clubs navigating. Yeah. But that's yeah. the that that's the 
the thing about Nickelback is that everybody loves to hate them, but you throw in a Nickelback song in karaoke, everybody's going to sing along. That's true. Everyone knows it. And that's the that's the key to karaoke. As I say, as somebody who can't carry a tune to save my life, the key to karaoke song choice is you want to sing, get something that everyone will sing along to, and then it'll drown out your bad singing. <laughs> that's a pro tip for all listeners out there. Yeah, um, I might I might do um, "I Miss You" by Blink One Eighty Two. That's a good one. Where are that's, you? That's this is again the recurring themes. That was uh, that was Drew Piazza's uh, oh man go to yeah. karaoke song going together. That you guys would have a great do a great Blink One Eighty Two duet. Like one of you gets to be the whiny guy, and one of you gets to be the serious guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and last but not least, your death row meal. You're going to the chair. You got. One meal left and you can eat anything you want. What are you eating? I think I'm going to have to be crazy here and I'm going to, I'm going to try human. Interesting. You're right? like, I'm going, I'm, I'm dying anyways. I might as well see what it tastes like. Yeah, dude. I mean, like, we'll see if it's good. I don't, uh, that's one of the weirder answers that we've gotten for, cause I don't know. I mean, presumably under the normal death row meals, they wouldn't let, let you eat human, but. But but like I'm like yo that dude uh, just died. The guy in front of me. <laughs> yeah, can I, you know, can I is anyone it? gonna eat that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'll save you guys a ton of money. You don't have to bury him. Um. Oh, you're eating the whole thing, baby. You're sending yeah, totally. it top to bottom. Oh man. That's, you gotta uh, try every, Like you gotta know which which is the best. The best part of the, the yeah. person. <laughs> oh man, that's uh. I honestly had, I can fully say that I had not anticipated that as a, as an answer, but. uh, So I actually truly hadn't pre thought of that, but that was the first thing that came to my mind, which (laughs) made me question myself. (laughs) Oh man. Fair enough. That's a, yeah. Uh, I'll tell you a separate story off that off, uh, off the air, but. uh, um, No, kind (laughs) of, but. uh, Thank you for coming on. This was just as deranged and random as I was hoping for. Um, <laughs> next time we got to get you in person. We'll get the the in-person episode going. You know, um, you have, have some adult sodas flowing. Oh yeah. Nothing but Trulies, baby. Truly mile. That's the, that's the, uh, what do you think you could run in a truly mile? Oh dude, I could put those down in about three seconds. Uh, four, 10. That's pretty impressive. Dude, that that. insane. That would break the world record by like 20 seconds. So yeah, maybe right. like maybe like 420. Yeah, I believe it. Truly's are easier to drink than beer, though. So that's like the you gotta yeah. factor that in. It's true. Truly. <laughs> All right. Until next time. This has been Run Your Mouth. <laughs> I'm gonna trade this life for fortune and fame. I'd even cut my hair and change my name. Cause we all just wanna be big rock stars and living hilltop bosses driving 15 cars. The girls come easy and the drugs come.